Today on My Story, my guest in the studio is Olivier Kouat. He's a jewellery designer and founder of One of a Kind Store in Hong Kong. And Olivier was actually able to discover his inner king of bling soon after studying fashion and his designs reflect his global travel experiences, his wild creativity and a passion to get his customers to personalise their jewellery by being involved in the design process. Today he joins me to tell me more about his ambitions, goals and inspiration as we follow his career journey on my story good afternoon to you olivia good afternoon good afternoon good it, to be here it's great to have you here and you know what i there is something about jewelry which excites me and i think everyone can tell i've been a bit excited today because i was something i wanted to talk about <laughs> and, and and it's lovely to have you here and um before anything else like tell me a little bit about so how long have you been in hong kong I have been in Hong Kong for seven years now, but I've been in Asia for over 15 years already, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like living in mainland for about six years and now Hong Kong for over seven years now. So well familiar with Asia, this yeah, side yeah. of the world <laughs> Indeed, anyway. Yes. And, and now this interest in fashion now, that started quite early on when you were studying, wasn't it? Yeah, well, actually it started in my childhood. I always liked to organize my mom's jewelry. My oh. mom is like really f like a fashion uh icon i would oh, say yes fantastic. <laughs> yeah That's she dressed so really well and always like have different outfits for different occasions and so on and now she always have tons of accessories and she was changed like different accessories for different outfits and so on and i remember like i was probably like four or five and uh we bought this like container with a small drawer and i was helping her you know in the 80s like those uh -huh. big earrings yeah, the yeah, clip yeah. earrings the, yes you have them in like every single color of the rainbow so <laughs> she was like classifying them per color so like uh, once in a while i was always reorganizing everything so i feel like it's probably where it's all started but then uh, later on i went into like the shoe business so i i worked in in shoes in shoes and bags for around seven years uh -huh. but it's where i realized that uh, i'm really a jewelry person oh. <laughs> so that uh, yeah but so it gave uh, you some good experience i suppose because i mean the whole accessory thing is a whole market in itself isn't it yeah exactly and um it's quite great to have like, other product category experience because uh, also for shoes and bags there's always like trimming such as like buckles and mm, so on so mm. uh, now we also collaborate with some bags brand to design uh, some specific you know outwear uh, and because I have both experience so I can really kind of like navigate mm, between that's, one that's and the other. That's fantastic and um, this is really interesting for me because you know uh, you, were, you were talking about your mum and you know she sounds I, I, I love that kind of zest for life I love that that no matter what age you are, you can still enjoy these things. And and I can see that there is, you have a real passion for it. And I, it's funny because, you know, um, I lots of the guests who come on the programme, it's rather like I've just bumped into them or I'm going somewhere. And I remember just walking past your shop and there was a bakery, a little bakery next to it. And so I was actually going to buy something from the bakery. And then I stopped because I was waiting in the line and I was looking in and looking at some of your things. And that's when I met you. So so now, you know, you started off. Tell me about, you know, your interest in jewellery. Is it like, you know, what was your aim when you got into the whole jewellery market? What did you want to achieve? Yeah, I've been, uh, as a designer and also as a manufacturer, we have been producing for several, for loads of brands from commercial brand to a luxury brand for years and I've been working on so many interesting projects or great design that I introduced to brand and the brand rejected 
for mm-hmm. political reason or for like internal mm-hmm. <laughs> office drama and so on. Mm-hmm. So uh, over the time, there's so many great design that I felt that I've done and I feel that people is going to love it mm-hmm. that cannot be put into the market. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, when COVID hit and I was... Uh, I can travel as much as I used to. I cannot see my clients. So I decided to start my own brand, to open my own shop and put all of these great design that I always dreamed to make uh, available for clients to purchase. And, uh, and it turns out to be a great success. We have a lot of lower customer. So many customer tell us that they've never been to a shop like ours where mm-hmm. you can customize and it's not just me designing we also do a lot of collaboration with clients some clients comes in i want to do a pearl necklace with some chain on it so all these kind of thing we can customize it Mm. and in general you can only customize real jewelry when you go to your jeweler but it's seldom that you can find a shop where you can customize fashion jewelry sure you're absolutely uh, right that's that's right and also i mean generally how do you think people are feeling has the whole kind of attitude towards jewelry sort of changed because you know at the end of it you know things like gold and diamonds they're all very expensive. It's a big, big, big investment. People have got lots of things on their plate lately. So do you think that the the whole thing is moving more towards sort of good fashion jewellery? Yeah. Well, in general, like uh, in, in when economy is not good, mm-hmm. people tend to buy. It's funny to say, but when economy is not good, people tend to buy more fashion jewellery. When, when the economy is good, people will buy real gold and diamond. Mm-hmm. So in general, trends are always... Uh, more fine and delicate when when the economy is good. And right now we all know it's like political sensitive, economic sensitive. So people tend to not buy new clothing, but they will buy new jewelry. So you might have like a black dress in your wardrobe, but it's feel a bit boring. But if you buy a new pair of earring, you buy a bigger necklace, uh, it's just stand out. So everybody think this is a new outfit. So bigger pieces of jewelry tend to be more popular yes. in times like we are now. Yeah, a kind of a state statement jewelry. I think that Correct. really does work. And are people like, you know, what, how have tastes sort of changed? Have they changed at all in terms of type? Because, you know, I suppose there was a time where you, you know, a number of years back where perhaps men weren't wearing so much jewelry, but now there is a total separate sort of category of men, men's jewelry. Has that, is that something, an area that you found is growing? Um, in, in the West, men's jewelry is very established. In Hong Kong, it's still new. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of guys, uh, they like to wear, but they just don't know how to choose it. So in general, uh, they, the wife or the girlfriend or so on is going to buy it as a gift. And oh, after I wear it, I like it. But we have a lot of men that comes in. They have no clue what is suitable for them and like how to style it. So in general, we have to like... Uh, give them a bit of guidance on how to style it and how to match it with what kind of specific clothing. Because there are, I mean, even when you look at just the gold shops and things like that in Hong Kong, you see one, obviously you see a huge number of watches, right? But also it seems like the men are wearing quite chunky chains of gold and bracelets and things like that. So it is something that they go for for the gold, but I suppose they haven't shifted to more, say, fashion jewellery compared to gold where it's an investment i suppose that they make yeah the younger generation now you know from all these korean boy band and so on Mm. they wear a lot of jewelry so uh we see a lot of like youngster coming in to do their diy because we have like diy services in workshop where we 
we can you know teach you how to do it, but essentially you do it yourself. But uh, we can guide you on mm -hmm. how to like assemble the products. So we we see a lot of youngster coming recently to do those friendship bracelet or like uh, some bridal like like a uh, baby shower mm. or like, you know, the mm. bachelorette mm -hmm. events and oh, so right. on. But um, yeah, there's a lot of young boys that comes to do like Pearl's necklace because Pearl is really here now for, for men. Mm -hmm. But um, you can find them in the market. And um, yeah, there's some online, but maybe when you don't see the product, uh, it's important for fashion jewelry to touch it and feel it because it needs to have a bit of a weight and the product needs to be, you know, we all use sustainable source like freshwater pearl. We all use, you know, either like silver plated or gold plated uh, chain. So I think it's uh, it's an emotion. So you have to like try it on and touch it. Because actually nobody needs fashion jewelry. Yeah. So it's really just an emotion. You connect with this product and you just think you look great and and you just buy it. And it makes you feel good. I think it makes you feel good, makes you look good for what you're going to do. You, you've touched upon the subject that I was going to ask you about, actually, that these days and everything, whether it's clothes or jewelry or whatever, the whole subject of sustainability is is major in that you know when people go to buy something they always think well you know is this sustainable where where did you get your metal so is that something that you've had to deal with how do you feel about it well this is one of the main reason also why we decided to start our own shop and to do our own brand because uh, as mentioned before uh, we produce for several brands like well-known brand and sustainability is like uh, it's on every meeting, it's in like every mm. emails. But in reality, when it really comes down to it, uh, there's at this moment, there's still, a, unfortunately, there's still a price difference between virgin material and recycled material. Mm -hmm. So uh, some brands are very sensitive with like the margin. So in reality, a lot of brands will always go back to the virgin material when it comes down, you know, to the dollar. Mm. So uh, <clears throat> when we started this project, I this is really important for me. If we're putting more product on the planet, that these new items needs to be sustainable. So we're using uh, recycled brass, we're using recycled glass, we're also using uh, sustainable source freshwater pearl, and also the fact that our product is uh, real gold plating, it will also essentially like last longer. So it's not something that's disposable, you wear it a couple of time and then you yeah. just like bin it and yeah. you buy another one. So we don't want that. So that was really important for us when, uh, when we started this brand to make sure that we offer something, even if we have to lower our margin, margin is not key in everything. We just want to make sure that we put something that's sustainable out there. And also, not just about the product. In general, packaging is one of the number one source of uh, of uh, pollution. Yeah. So our paper bags are recycled. Our pouch are also recycled. So. We just try to do our best to reduce yeah, the footstep, yeah. yeah. And I think I think that's so important. But also, I think there is a lot of fashion jewelry out there, really. Mm. And I think when somebody buys something, you are probably going to give it a lifespan. I mean, we were just talking actually when the other record was on that, um, you know, you give it a lifespan about a year or six months or something, and then it perhaps looks a bit worn and and you can't do anything with it. So it is a bit of a waste of money. So in a way, it's actually quite nice to know that if there is say gold plating on it things like that that if you look after it then it will last you for a little while won't it yeah exactly and also uh recently we 
we have so many because like all the 80s are coming back on trend so a lot of our clients they have like older jewelry that they purchased in the 90s and 80s and they suddenly they want to wear them again but maybe the coating is gone a bit or mm. some stone fall off so we got also the fixing services so That's a lot of yeah a lot of our clients they have some nice vintage pieces that it's still in good condition but maybe just the the wire it's gone or like yeah a few stones fall off so we can fix that for for you so this has been really good because this is another way sometimes like if one crystal fall off you're gonna throw yeah, it away but right. if we can exactly. fix it and where in hong kong can you go to fix a fashion jewelry mm. for fine jewelry there's you go to tst yeah. there's shop every yeah, corner yeah. but You're for fashion jewelry there's not much option yeah. and some of it is actually beautiful and you don't actually want to get rid of it to tell you the truth so now for you like now you're established and how long have you had this place you haven't it's not been there for that long how... uh actually today is our second anniversary oh, as oh a matter of fact That's yeah a coincidence. so it's only been two years yeah really. it's only been two and years. i mean with a covid baby yeah i was just going to say <laughs> that you've actually got through covid was COVID really, I mean, I should say in the past tense, I mean, is COVID still a bit of an issue? Did it really, did it give you time to do other things? How did you spend that time? Uh, well, that shop has been our COVID project. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, it's been great. Like everybody was telling me you're crazy to open a shop during COVID and so on. But uh, we started with those bling bling masks like two years ago. I'm not sure you've, yeah, yeah. you've seen them. Kind of nice flashy masks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we uh, we stocked in Link Crawford. We got some celebrity wearing our masks. So that really kicked in really fast. Mm -hmm. And then from, from there on, like we... Uh, a lot of other products that got featured in like magazines or on celebrity and so on. So we've been lucky in, in on mm. that front. Mm. And um, also, uh, I, I, it was important for me when COVID hit. Like, uh, I, I have 350 employees like, in, in my factory, so I was. I don't want to uh, to fire anybody. I don't want to start paying anybody. So during COVID, all of the other supplier they closed down. We didn't close down. Mm -hmm. We still go you on be with it, because right. we have that shop and it's like let's make so many different products for our shop and mm -hmm. uh we keep everybody at flow and the so whole online thing it makes a big difference correct. too doesn't it that's yeah, right yeah, yeah exactly so what for you has been you know it sounds like it's been super you've moved from fashion to from shoes to jewelry and you've got the shop um what was the most challenging part of this in your kind of career journey what was the hardest thing that you found um I feel like before I work for myself, like working, because like design is very sensitive. So um, sometimes you put a lot of effort into projects and, and you put together like a collection for clients. And then in one second, everything get pushed away mm -hmm. that you've spent hours to draw. And then, and you know, in many cases, like I'm the jewelry person for like years. I know what's going on. I work with many clients. I'm always in the market. Mm -hmm. But the clients in general, they're overseeing they everybody, like, uh, shoes, bags and yeah. clothing. Yeah. So they're not really like up to speed what, what's going on, what's going to be the trend in six months. So uh, sometimes... And as a designer, you get a bit emotional because you design it. So obviously you love it. But sometimes the clients just don't like it. So 
at some point, I was like, okay, I don't design things for other people. I just design things for myself. Yeah. If people like it, they will buy it. If they don't like it, then they buy for another brand. But this is what I want to do. This is how I feel. Yeah. And this is what I'm doing. It's an interesting <laughs> thing, this whole thing about what the trend is, right? Because I always think that, you know, it's a chicken and egg thing. Where did the trend start? So I feel that sometimes when somebody has a good, like if you had great jewelry or you had a great outfit or a great design for an outfit, you can almost start a trend, can't you? Because it's just a matter of people acknowledging that this is something new, this is something different. And then the moment one person acknowledges it, more people acknowledge it. So you make a trend, like, you know, as you say, that it's very hard when things are moving all the time. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes, of course, nobody predicts the future. So we don't know what's going to happen. And some, for some instant, one celebrity where a necklace, like a bigger necklace, and all of a sudden, uh, it's Everyone everywhere. Wants to wear it's, it. Yeah, exactly. It's everywhere. So sometimes uh, we have to be working on like different collections. So, and everybody, I think also one thing to specify, like I think in the past, like brand would target one customer, one look. But I think now, uh, everybody is multifaceted. Maybe one day you wear a t shirt with like pearl, and then the mm -hmm. following day you wear like, like a, a suit. Or like with like a mm, mm. or like a dress, but you're the same person. So every people have different tastes. Uh, so a brand should not just be doing pearl. Or so maybe we do some smaller bits. We well, do some have bigger bits. Clientele. That's right. Everyone's looking for different things, aren't they? So yeah. It's really being able to feed all those people with the different things that are there. Now you're originally from Canada. Yes. So I mean, do you see that perhaps? I mean, you're in Hong Kong now. Do you see for the next say five, ten years? How do you see it? Do you see yourself ever going back to Canada, or do you feel that? Asia is going to be the place that you're going to work? Uh, definitely, I will stay here in Asia because um, this is my life now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think uh, we have a uh, good appetite. We have a lot of clients that ask us like to open shops in like Southeast Asia or some other Asian country, which I'm not uh, close to the idea. But I think, uh, I think our organic growth will probably be to open uh, more shop maybe in Europe because we also have uh, good good clients of Western clients that are now moving back a lot of them are moving back mm -hmm. and they're like we're gonna miss your shop you have uh, to you know because oh, that's right yeah because like our concept is one of a kind so we don't tend to produce mass produce like loads of things so uh, I'll make one or two pieces and see how it goes and then like oh okay Maybe I have other idea where I would do like few more pieces. So uh, you have to visit our shop quite frequently to see what's there and what's available. So a lot of clients are like messaging us. It's like show me like all the new thing this week. And then obviously can you've got things like Instagram. You're putting stuff on Instagram, and people can see stuff. Um, if I was to ask you um, of all the things that you've produced and stuff, has there been a, a real favorite for you that you really love and you were so proud of that you thought, oh, I love this one? Yeah. Well, I. I designed for several brands, which I cannot mention because you yes. know it's confidential. Yeah. But there's yeah, some of my product has been worn by really hailist celebrity uh, over the past, and mm -hmm. uh, it's just or on a catwalk in Europe, and it's just like uh, or front page of the magazine is your necklace. It's oh, uh, that yeah, must be so satisfying. Yeah, exactly. For you. Although that's the kind of thing we cannot share. But then for our own brand, we also got some great covering. Mm -hmm. But then. Uh, 
Yeah, it's always satisfying to see your products on yeah, TV. Uh, or... Without mentioning anything, obviously, because um, you've just—I've suddenly got interested by what you just said. That that generally, you know, when a big brand takes it and then they're on the catwalk or whatever, and you know it's your it's your design, but because you sold it to them, you you're not allowed to say anything at all, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Okay. So, so, you... so actually, as a matter of fact, during COVID, the fact that we were producing so many new designs for our shop. And all of the factory in Europe were closed. Uh, I opened a few new accounts, which I would never dream. I, I would have dreamed, but I would have yeah. never think that this could be uh, possible. Yeah. And then they just rang me. I got your contact for so-and-so. We have a show in two days. You got anything to send over? And then first thing I know, it was on a catwalk of oh, some wow. of the top brand, you know. So sometimes like, I feel like, Things are one thing's always always lead to another. Yeah. So I think sometimes it's good to have a bit of like a plan, but plan will always come and go and change. You have as to go, go with the flow, don't Correct. you? You have to go with the flow. And obviously things like you know, so many people have said that you know COVID has had a detrimental effect, but at the same time, there are plenty of people who've actually said that you know what, COVID has made us do this and made us see things from a different perspective, and maybe some opportunities have opened up. It's really about your attitude, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much. So now, just last bit of advice from you. If somebody is looking for some good costume jewellery, not merely talking about your store as such, generally, what should they just look out for that they don't get ripped off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think... Uh, you have 30, 40, 30 seconds. <laughs> so I think like a brass, like the base material to be brass is ideal because it just gives you like a nice weight to it. And the color of brass is also golden. So even over time, if the gold plated fade a bit, it won't be so obvious because it's like in the same tone. So I think this is key. Uh, secondly, and make sure that the crystals or the stones are like glass because if it's plastic, it tends to like scratch over time. Mm -hmm. So it's, it will lose a bit of the shininess. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, just anything that makes you happy. Okay. And now, obviously, the trend is really going back to like the larger pieces. Nice and, statement. Yeah, please. exactly. Okay. And then the bling, bling is really back on trend now. Okay. So I think like, don't be afraid to have fun. And it's nice to wear just a t-shirt with a big Something, necklace. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like an evening. I agree completely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Olivier, thank you so much for coming in today. It's been lovely talking to you. And I wish you loads of luck. And I'm going to actually go straight to Spanish. Ballet and Gold before the news at two o'clock. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank